A few years ago, I got the idea that I wanted my own brand for women to sell women's clothing and lingerie, but I had no idea where to get started. But then I found Shopify. <coughs> Shopify is your no excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. One of the biggest obstacles for a first-time shop owner like me is having no e-commerce experience, but Shopify simplified everything so much that the site has become the least of my worries. From the graphic design aspect to making customer service super easy on my end, there's nothing you can't do. They give you everything you need to take control of your business, even as a beginner. Sign up now for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash for the girls, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash for the girls now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash for the girls. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I'm headed on a trip to Aruba, so I had to go on a huge shopping spree for all new summer clothes, so I know that's exactly how I would use the money I got from Earn In. So make Earn In a part of your financial routine and join Earn In's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earn In, I think about financial stability, security, it gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in For The Girls under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. For The Girls under podcast. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Settling is not an option for me. Everything I desire is already mine. What if you can have it all? <laughs> because every day is for the girls. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of For the Girls. I'm your host, Victoria Alario. And today we have the funniest episode ever. If you want to just laugh your ass off, enjoy some girl chat you are going to love this one so as you all may know i have been asking you to spill the tea and send your crazy stories relationships friendships whatever you got for me and you most certainly spilled the tea was piping hot i had so many submissions i obviously couldn't record all of them and even as many as I did record, I didn't end up editing and keeping all of the stories because I recorded over two hours worth of talking about this stuff. Everything was so chaotic. There were just so many to share, but I did end up breaking it down, narrowing it down to the best ones. And so when I was going to start recording, I was like, you know what? Let me hold on a second. I'm going to bring one of my best friends on to share these laughs with me and this way we can share our commentary and just talk about everything in between the stories 
and make it that much funnier. So in this episode, you're not only going to be getting a bunch of cheating and lying and confessions and all these kinds of stories, but you're also going to just get girl chat between two best friends who laugh their asses off together. We are talking UTIs, yeast infections, talking about husbands that we don't have, our love languages. We get in a deep conversation about the love languages. We go on literally forever. We're talking about giving birth even though neither one of us are pregnant. (laughs) We're even sharing our own personal stories in between each one because we can resonate and relate unfortunately to a lot of them. So we are just talking all things for the girls. But before we get into the episode, just a very quick note. One thing that I needed to share with you girls is that I am running a promo on coaching. So I am offering a discount on one-on-one coaching for the summer. I haven't done that, but the summer is like everyone's time to chill, everyone's time off. And so I decided that I'm going to do a discount for anyone who wants to do private coaching with me. So... I'm not going to share all the details yet on this episode, but I will share the details with anyone who DMs me. So if you're interested in one-on-one coaching and you haven't been able to make that investment, but you are interested in hearing about the promo, then send me a DM so I can give you all the details and then I'll end up sharing everything on a future episode. But I wanted to just let you all know now as we are getting into May, I think this is May 1st as this episode is live. And so yeah, it's going to be a whole summer promo. So Get your foot in the door to be one of the first people to have access to the promo. As you all know, I only take on a few clients at a time. So hopefully you can be one of the first people and lock in a spot. Okay, everybody. So I am gathered here today with one of my best friends, Allie. And I brought her on because... I don't think that there's anyone I laugh harder with. I feel like every time we're together, we laugh. You know what? We laugh so hard that you don't hear our laugh. It's the (laughs) silent laugh. It's the silent laugh that that's when you know it's really fucking funny. And so I'm doing the Spill the Tea episode where I've had people send in their crazy stories. So we got like cheating stories, um, lying stories, first date stories just in general ex-boyfriend stories confession I got a wild confession as well and so obviously I was just going to talk through them but then yesterday when I was about to actually start recording I was like I want someone to laugh with me and like share feedback with me on these fucking crazy stories so what better guest to have on than my giddy little gal pal Allie Munch are you excited? Oh, I'm so excited. Like I already can tell I'm probably going to pee my pants, but like, (laughs) well, some of the stories are going to have, cause you, we have the same energy with like guys and dating and cheating and all that kind of stuff. So I also really wanted you here, even for the things that aren't as funny per se, they're just like wild. Like what the fuck is wrong with people? And I feel like you, we're going to have the same opinions. So a hundred percent, I could already feel my blood boiling (laughs) for all these like cheating, cheating ass lying men. Yes. Should we kick it off with a cheating story? Oh, let's, let's go. Let's do it. Let's get right into it. Okay. How I caught my asshole ex cheating on me, AKA a horror story. 
I dated this guy for a few years on and off. We always ended up breaking up from someone telling me he was cheating, but I never actually caught him in the act. We were broken up and he had a girlfriend for about eight months. He reached out to me saying they broke up and he needed me back. Said all the bullshit. We broke up because I love you. She's not you. He even told me that he wrote songs about me that she knew about. The fact that he was a wannabe musician should have been my first red flag. <laughs> Honestly, it's giving Sandoval, Scandoval. I know that you like aren't all the way I'm into not up to that. Yeah, but he like has a band now and the whole, you know, but it's like a cover band and it's so fake and just wild. Lost soul. Yeah, lost, lost, lost. Okay. So being the fool I was, I gave him another chance. Fast forward a few weeks and he had a massive hickey on his neck. <laughs> not the hickey. Wait, wait for the excuse. Ready? Who do you think he said he got the hickey from? If he says his dog, I'm literally going to punch the ball. <laughs> he insisted it's from his dog. How did you, how did you know it? I don't, because that just sounds like the most male, stupid opinion <laughs> ever. Opinion, not opinion. Yes, yeah, like That's a thing. Yeah. What the fuck? I can't believe that you said dog. I um, would think that he would like gaslight her and be like, you gave it to me. Like you, um, gave I, it he's already in too deep. Yeah, no. So he insists it's from his dog. Worst part is he was convinced that I would believe that. So he gaslit me so hard that I went, that I was crazy to even think it would be from a girl. I go home and within an hour, I get a text from the quote, quote, ex-girlfriend saying that they've still been dating the entire time. So like they never broke up. (laughs) So he just fully had two girlfriends. Um, not only that, but the apartment I have been going to and sleeping at is hers. No, no. no. (laughs) Oh my God. Why did my head just get itchy from the anger? (laughs) What? Freaking out in hives. Yeah. So she's been sleeping at her apartment. So let's call her Sally. Sally and I decide that we're going to meet up and compare notes. This man had her leaving for work and me coming over 10 minutes later, every single time. He would hide all of her shit, take their pictures down and have me come over. So gross. He even meant, she even mentioned the songs that he said he wrote about me were about her. He told, he, she was saying, girl, he told me the same thing. He plays me these songs every day for me, blah, 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 blah. So here's how we finally caught him red handed. I left my sweater there, which he was hiding from her. So I texted him while I was with Sally that I need to come get my sweater now. As I text him, he is texting Sally to make sure she's not coming home yet. Little did he know we were together. Okay, so she went, I grabbed my sweater and I said to him, wait, I forgot this for you and opened the door and in walked in Sally. This is some John Tucker must die type of shit. (laughs) This man was too stunned to speak. He looked at us like, oh, I'm so fucked right now. All he had to say was, well, you guys are just two of the girls that I'm with. So I don't care about either of you. Oh my God. And to wrap it up, I never spoke to him again, but Miss Sally is still dating him to this day. And years later, he's always texting me to try to get me back. And they're still together? Yeah. <laughs> girlfriend what is happening 
you need Jesus. Well, first off, this literally reminds me of when I broke up with my ex because he cheated on me and ripped the head off the giant teddy bear and posted a picture of it on my head. And he said, just for that, I want you to know that I've been cheating on you this whole time. And I said, what? He put your head on a teddy bear and posted it? He gave me this huge, this was my high school boyfriend. He gave me this huge teddy bear to ask me to prom. When we broke up, I ripped the head off and put it on my head. Oh, okay. 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 And that hurt him so bad. He had to confess that he was, he was cheating on me. Right. So this is like, I mean, a less intense version of showing up with the other girl, but what, what the actual fuck? (laughs) Ew. This one is a confession and you're taking a sip, but I think you should swallow before I say it. Okay. It's, it's down, down the hatch. I have a crush on a guy who is. Oh God kind of related to me (laughs) what does kind of related mean what is kind of related um basically around a year ago I met this guy at the gym tall curly headed brunette with an amazing body I would make moves here and there eventually my dad calls me to tell me that uh his uncle died I think the dad's uncle died but that uncle was this guy's grandpa. <laughs> Basically, I asked my mom what the fuck that guy was doing at this funeral because she saw him there. And she went on to explain how he's related to us. Dad's uncle was his grandpa. And so I was shocked. Second cousin. Yeah, right. Sec- that is second cousin. That is second cousin. That's second cousin, right? Yes. She said, so I, wait, this is the, this, the last sentence kind of throws me for a loop. She's like, I was shocked and confused at the same time. She says, I'm pretty sure neither of us knew that we were related. So it was quite awkward. You're pretty sure. <laughs> like, like, what do you mean? Pretty sure. Like either, you know, the person or you don't. And if you don't know them, you obviously don't know you're related. Doesn't the pretty sure make you think that like, so they might've known that they were related. I think they met at like maybe a backyard family barbecue reunion and they were like, and then she saw him at the gym and he looked familiar. Right. Like she might've seen him once before. And when she saw him at the gym, she's like, oh, this guy is actually pretty hot. Right. But okay. So second cousin. So yeah, like the uncle is the same person as the grandpa. It's not a sibling. No, it's the same person. So my mom's uncle is my cousin's grandfather. Right. And I call that family like my cousins. Like, it doesn't matter first or second. You are related. You are yeah, blood like related. Very, that's, that's pretty intimate family, I would say. A hundred percent. Like, is that considered immediate family almost? I would, I consider them my immediate family. Yeah. Because the, like, those are your family that you would spend holidays with and you would like do things with. Correct. And I would never in a million years be like, yep. <laughs> oh God. No, this was the most wild thing. No, it was really the last sentence that did it for me when it was like, I'm pretty sure neither of us knew. That's some backwoods Alabama <laughs> type shit. <laughs> I literally was like, <laughs> The last sentence really did me in because it's not like you said, like, I swear to God, I had no idea. I'm pretty sure I didn't know. And it's not kind of related. It's fully related. 
bull she's related kind of related like it's not kind of related that is that is your blood cousin that's just like I really don't want to admit it so I'm going to add the word kind of <laughs> like no 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 you're like totally related actually 100 <laughs> percent spooky <laughs> okay sorry girl we kind of just like shit it on you a little bit but like you gave us way too much to work with there okay cheating story another Ooh. one I had a gut feeling my ex was cheating and I kept asking him over and over and he was denying. Then I started to feel weird down there. So I went to the gyno to make sure I didn't have anything. Turns out that it was just a yeast infection. Thank God. However, I was like, I'm just going to tell him it was an STD and that I didn't do anything. So I knew it had to be him. So she played a little trick on him. So I told him that I had an STD, even though I didn't. And he told me everything. Cried like a baby and was freaking out that he had one now too. So I told him that I lied. I don't have an STD. And I packed my stuff and never saw him again. Good for you, girlfriend. But like, what the hell is wrong? Like cried like a baby. Be fucking for real. (laughs) seriously like you're not sorry you're sorry you got caught curiana and not not only sorry that you got caught but sorry because now you're scared that you have an std that's probably really why he's crying like he's really like oh fuck you and your feelings i'm crying because my dick is now dirty can a yeast infection come from like dirty dick like oh yeah could he have given her i never had one so i don't know like could that come from like it's not like a uti situation no, but with my cheating ex, um, I would get yeast infections and UTIs all the time. Like, um, and I didn't think anything of it. I was young and I was like, I don't know what this could possibly be from. I maybe like the gym. I don't know. No, from a dirty penis. So that's yeah. So the so she probably did get the yeast infection from him cheating on her. Oh yeah, but also your body like rejects your partner when it knows something's off. Like oh. an energetic type of thing could also do that. So if you are getting yeast infections and UTIs after having sex with someone, your body's just like rejecting them. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Contemplates life. Wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> like okay but I have had a UTI in that circumstance but I feel like it came from not peeing after having sex oh well that could definitely be it too it's like right. an every time type of thing like if it's not yeah. the right person for you it's like a consistent problem I actually texted you remember a few weeks ago yes. and I was like what do you do for a UTI you were like get azo or azo whatever yeah but honestly I so I bought that pack I took one literally one supplement and it went away which was wild that means it wasn't a bad one, which is amazing, which probably yeah. means it definitely came from just not peeing. Not peeing. Yeah. I think it was like a little baby UTI. I took legit one. I know that it's supposed to just like kind of coat the pain, yeah. but like it, if it was like staying the UTI, then I would have woke up the next day with pain, but I didn't. Yeah. Like the pain legit never came back. So I was like, okay, that was like a false alarm a little bit, but also side note, you're not like actually really not supposed to rely on those azos or anything like that. My friend got a kidney infection from it. And apparently that's a big thing. Oh, is that if you take azo or just like any UTI pain cover up, not like a prescription, cause you can legit get prescribed something to yeah. actually 
heal the UTI if you just get one of those like placebo effect type things it's actually really bad for your kidneys and a lot of people got bad kidney infections because they didn't actually treat the UTI with a prescription they were just like downing azo all day I keep calling it azo I don't know is it azo azo whatever they just kept downing them like fucking Advil and so they were just covering up the pain but they also had a bad UTI that was just going untreated. So they got a really bad kidney infection. That's really bad. I'm pretty sure that could happen with Advil too. So I don't take Advil because people will just like pop a ton of Advil, like every Instead time they have a headache or a toe ache and a like, toe. Advil, like, no, you're actually going to die. Yes. Yes. That's actually very scary. So just a little tip for the girls. Okay. We have a lying boyfriend story and at no point in any of these does it get any better. It just continues to get worse. (laughs) Okay. My ex-boyfriend told me he had cancer and only six months to live. He did. (laughs) Not the silent laughter. He didn't want me to go on my senior. Okay, guys, Allie's wiping tears. (laughs) he didn't want me to go on my senior ski trip but I was going anyway yes girl so he started this lie before this the trip um that his doctor saw something on his last visit that was concerning so he was going for testing he would get results the day I was leaving for the trip oh my god He called me when I got there, said that he got the results and had six months to live. So this is all because he doesn't want her to go on a ski trip, by the way. (laughs) This is him trying to get her to stay home from a ski trip. He's like, well, bitch, our days are numbered. So you better get home because we can't waste a weekend. He would he would say like during as the weeks go on and the days goes on, he would say he's in the hospital but you would hear his family coming in and out of his bedroom. So he would hang up on me. Um, he kept the lie going for at least a year. Mind you, he surpassed six months. He's, he literally surpassed the six months. Um, after we broke up, then all of a sudden it was gone. Poof, it was gone. And he never got any treatment. And 10 years later, he's still perfectly fine. No fucking way i would like to meet this man i want to know what type of fucked up shit happened in his childhood for him to think anything of the sort is okay who thinks of that who thinks to say oh by the way six months left to live i don't want you to go skiing so i'm gonna die instead (laughs) honestly like honestly okay wait you're watching vanderpump rules so did you get up to jacks having this like health scare of that he might have uh, like a breast cancer or something of the sort no not yet okay so Jax is, is like the biggest liar and like very full of shit especially yeah. in like season one season two at that time he was dating Stasi, and Stasi was giving him hell because he cheated on her or whatever and so then he likes he went to the doctor because he felt a lump either like on his chest or in his armpit something of the sort yeah. And it turns out that it was like benign. It was not a thing. He did not need surgery. It was not cancer. It was like something to like be cautious of. Uh, but it was like, it was nothing. I honestly think it was like, quite frankly, like a knot, like a muscle, you know? And so he, but he really milked it. Like he milked it for as long as he could. He never straight up said like, I have cancer, I'm going to die. But he was yeah. like, I might have cancer. He really milked it to get sympathy. So yeah. I feel like if this guy wanted to like, get some sympathy then like at least like 
say you might. It's the fact that like you went on to say like, I'm legit rip in six months. <laughs> it's like wild. And, and then to carry on being like, I'm in the hospital when you're like literally laying in your mom's house, like in your bedroom, just because you didn't want her to go on a ski trip. Like if you wanted sympathy, you could just say, listen, I'm a little nervous. Like get her a little scared, you know, get her a little spiced up and like yeah. keep her. And this is, this is me like um, yeah. being reasonable with a sociopath. Granted, right, I don't right. think anybody should do that at all. But if you were a sociopath, you know, you could like spruce it up a little bit, get her worried. Maybe she'd stay home because she's like, I really want to make sure you're okay. But then you're like, right. you know what? It's benign. I'm okay. I just... I'm also a little confused because, you know, that's his girlfriend, right? So isn't she going over to his house? Like, wouldn't there be talk among the family, like legit tears every day from his mother being like, I can't believe my son is dying. Like, yeah, like so, my son is literally about to rest in peace. So you have to be not all there to believe that story and continue. Yeah, she has to be a little off too. Like something's not right. I mean, I get it. Ignorance is bliss, baby. But like, you can't be that ignorant. Like that is literal death happening. Yeah. I'm curious what they're like, what their like conversations were like, like, was he like giving detail of like the type of cancer? Was it just like, I have cancer. It's like cancer of what you have to have like a certain cancer and has to be affecting you in a certain way. Like you look the same. Yeah. Like, was he like, okay, I don't want to worry my mom. Like, we're not going to tell my family. I'm just going to die. Like, you're the only person that knows. And these are like high schoolers. So like, I don't think that you even have the like permission to go to the doctor. Like he's not 18. Right. So I'm, I feel like your parent yeah. like, has to take you. Yeah. hundred percent. Like that is like a really big deal. Like who's paying for those doctor's appointments? Right. Like how is that? <laughs> like that's, that's some serious shit. So moral of the story is this is how guys act when they have a cold. They're like, this is <laughs> cancer because. <laughs> no, that's truly how most guys act. They're like, oh my God, I'm a little tired. Like I need my head scratched. I need soup. I need to rub my feet. I need you to call my mom. Like be fucking for real. When do they grow up? What, what age range? Uh, do they? I, I don't think so. Do they honestly? Because I don't, I. Uh... You know, they say like when a man's like in his 30s, like pushing like 40, you know, mid mid mm-hmm. to late 30s, that's it. Like you cannot, you can never change them. Like a guy in his like 20s um, is like changeable and like they'll right. change for the right woman. They're moldable. Like that's just like changeable because you really don't want to change people, I guess, but like they're moldable. Like they can be told what's right from wrong. Right. But I don't know if it's to say that like they grow up in their 30s or they grow up in their 40s, but apparently like from when a guy's in his 30s, like what you see is what you get. Like there's no molding of a man in his 30s. Like then they they will never change. Like that's it. Honestly, I can 100% see that on Hinge. The men's, the men in their 30s, their prompts are so much more like, this is who I am and this is what I want. And the guys in their 20s are like, what I look for in a woman, a red flag. Like, come on. Yeah, like, okay, so what is the red flag? It's like guys not knowing what an ick is. (laughs) Like guys, like I, do do you see like Hannah Burner when she goes on the street with the little mics and like talks to people? I see a lot of those. So maybe one of them is her. I've seen it like on TikTok and she like was asking a group of guys, like she was doing like individual things. Like what's your ick? 
yeah. in a girl and a guy was like first of all a guy who was dressed terribly goes um my ick is when a girl has bad style sir and you know what my ick is my ick is having to explain to a guy what a fucking ick is because <laughs> honestly like that's not an ick that's like a preference like you like a girl with good style like an ick right. is like uh something in your brain clicks differently seeing a guy's toes like it's like yeah I know the toe the like okay so I'm from New York so like guys where I'm from they'll they're they will wear those sandals like with your toes out with socks on so like I like that okay good me too yeah keep the socks on but when (laughs) I moved to Florida and guys are wearing these like Jordan uh slide-ons you know these sandal slide-ons with their big ass hairy nasty toes hairly crawls over the like the the yeah i'm like no 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 the toes need to be disclosed like they need to be the dogs away put the dogs away like that cage yeah it's like an imbalance that happens in your brain when you just see a guy or or girl whatever when you see them do something like okay one guy gave a good ick he was like when a girl's eyelash extensions are like like eyelash strip glue-ons are sticking up like <laughs> sure that's a valid ick like that is actually sure. if I have a strip on and I can see it's poking up in the corner it gives me the ick too so oh, yeah. like that's an ick but no like this guy was like easily 30 something and he was like oh when a girl dresses bad I'm like that has literally nothing to do with anything like that's not an ick this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around the weight of different stressors in life, and no matter how big or small, when we keep them bottled up, it could start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's not just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can even be there to just empower you to be the best version of yourself or to also help you practice setting and enforcing boundaries too. So if you've been thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can even switch therapists if need be at any time for no additional charge. Therapy has never been made so easy before. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash for the girls today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash for the girls we're all girls here so i think it's safe to say we all agree that we mostly look forward to going home every day simply so we could take our bras off we wear bras because we have to not because we want to but today's sponsor honey love just might be the thing that changes that for you say goodbye to underwire and bulky fabrics that make you sweat honey love has started a revolution of bras you actually want to wear Their bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire altogether without sacrificing lift. Plus, they're made with fabric that's so soft, it'll feel like a second skin and you'll forget you're even wearing it. For a limited time, only you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash for the girls. Support my show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash for the girls. 
I personally started wearing Honey Love over the summer and was in shock of how comfortable I felt in their bra and shapewear. I'm a huge shapewear girly, especially for special occasions like a wedding to wear under a dress. And sometimes they're just so uncomfortable, too tight. They roll down, they roll up and end up becoming more of a burden than anything else. But I felt so confident wearing Honey Love. It was a totally new experience for me. And now I swear by them. So treat yourself to the best bras on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash for the girls. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash for the girls. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support my show and tell them I sent you. Treat yourself to Honey Love because you deserve it. You know what really gives me the ick about men is when they're like ordering something at Starbucks and they're trying not to be like feminine at all. And they try and really go, like, oh, I just have a medium black coffee. Like, you don't actually like, want bitch, that. just so, say the fucking frappuccino. You know, right. you want it. like, get your whipped cream, get your fucking cherries. Like, get, like, yeah. Come on, that is much better than pretending like you don't actually want something and you're scared to order it. You know what's an ick right now in guys heavy when they mm-hmm. buy the verification on Instagram? Oh my god. Yeah, that is just so disturbing. Like you're not going to get more pussy because you have a blue check mark. Like no, quite like, frankly, if girls are going to ask you like if they don't know that you bought it, they're going to ask you why you're verified right. when you have 1500 followers. And then you're going to be like, I bought it. And the the shame that should just come upon <laughs> you when you say that as a man with 1500 followers. And I'm not saying that I'm shaming everyone who buys it because I'm still deciding if I want to or not. Like granted, I really want the fucking blue check, but I also have businesses. I have 150,000 followers on Instagram. I have 200,000 followers on TikTok. Like I should be fucking verified, right? Like I I don't think that you should be paying $15 a month to be verified when you are legitimately useless to Instagram not saying that you're a useless person I'm not saying that you have no skills or no talent you could you might be rich as fuck and have an amazing career but like you're not of any relevance on Instagram no not at all and it's deeply disturbing that when you had the option you were like oh yeah like this is my time to shine baby yeah like let me let me yeah because they want to stand out in someone's dms with the blue check now people that message me without a blue check, I'm like, I would so much rather talk to you because your ego isn't massive. Yeah. And that's, I think that is my new red flag. The biggest red flag, you have a blue check mark and you are not a business a person. Yeah. You're not a MLB player. Like right. you're not like somebody of relevance on Instagram. Yeah. Like, let's just keep it moving then. Yeah. Speaking of keeping it moving, let's go on to another cheating story. So an Instagram follower of mine sent my ex's Tinder profile to one of my very close friends who naturally sent me the screenshot of the Tinder profile. At first, I didn't mention the screenshot to him. I just said to him, I knew someone I knew saw him on Tinder. Like somebody caught you, somebody Mm -hmm. saw you. He denied that he used Tinder and said that it was an old profile. But the kicker is... His profile photo was a picture that he cropped her out of. It was a picture mm. of the two of them that he cropped his girlfriend out. Mm, we love that. So when I had the receipts, aka a screenshot of the photo of him with a quarter of my face still in it <laughs> from a very recent Phillies game that we had just went to, it turned into that he made it during a fight we had 
when he was drunk, but then he deleted the app. Mm, Yeah. Okay. That was the downfall of our relationship. And then it took me nine months to get his freeloading ass out of my house. Um, but yeah, he freeloading and cheating ass. So he cheated on her and then was freeloading and staying in her place for the next nine months. And he was doing the whole, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Whatever. I, I deleted the app. I've never heard something more pathetic in my life. Cheating is one thing, like you're pathetic, but freeloading off of your ex-girlfriend that you cheated on is a hundred times worse. And I feel so sorry for the next girl because that is the most disgusting thing ever. I've been in both situations. I, okay, I was literally going to be like, you can relate to the freeloading. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, we could all relate to the cheating, but like, right. you yeah. also relate to the freeloading. You know, I have a deep-seated fear of talking about this. So um, <laughs> we'll just talk about my other cheating ex that um, I, he would download Tinder every other week. Like every other week, every time I checked his phone, he had Tinder and I stayed with him for three years. Three years. What made you stay with him if you knew that he kept going on Tinder? Like what is the, what's the incentive to stay? You know, I wish I knew. I think I was just really insecure and... I really liked his family. <laughs> I didn't want to break up with his family, honestly. Were they rich? Oh, yeah. I oh. would have had a great, great life it's if really I could accept the fact that he was some shit when they're rich. Yeah, like, you know, if he wants to validate his feelings of needing female attention by downloading Tinder, I, I could be on some sick vacations right now. Dang. But you know what? Like, is it worth it? Like, is it fucking worth it? See, that's what I go back and forth in my head about all the time. Like, should I just find, like, you know, I know off the top of my head some really shitty men in this world that I could probably get into a relationship with. They have so much money, but would they have six other girlfriends? Probably. But at least I'd have, like, a Rolex and, like, a Rolls Royce and a house on the water, (laughs) house in Paris, like... (sighs) you know I can do without the Rolls Royce but I would love like a nice big house that I can just like live for free in because I'm sick of paying rent quite frankly I'm sick of it it's a scam like men should be paying all of our bills whether they are in romantic relationships with us or not like that's just their we as women we are put on this earth to give birth men are put on this earth to pay our bills to pay for the for the birth that's being given Right. Even if it's not their child. <laughs> like you, if I have a baby, like somebody else should pay for that. <laughs> exactly. Like I am pushing it out of my literal one inch vagina and you have the audacity to tell me that you want me to go 50, 50. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Wait, speaking of one inch vagina, <laughs> I, <laughs> speaking of one inch vagina, oh. Speaking of one inch vagina, don't you know of centimeters as being like extremely tiny? Oh my God, the tiniest. Right. So when they say that 10 centimeters a baby can come out of, that doesn't make sense to me because <laughs> isn't 10 centimeters super tiny? One, one, less than one inch, right? Because 12 centimeters is an inch. A picture of what that hole looks like. And it literally <laughs> looks like my microphone. <laughs> It looks like this big hole. It's like a big hole. And I'm like, that's like five inches. That's not like 10 centimeters. Is aren't centimeters super small? I don't have any rules. Yes, yes, but like no, aren't they, centimeters miniature? 
Yes. Like if you put your nails together, together. like I'm pretty sure. Yes. That's how I would measure it. So how is 10 centimeters baby width size? That doesn't make sense. Okay. Maybe it's the hole that's already there is expanding 10 centimeters, but that is still enough to put like the hole that's already there is expanding 10 centimeters. Tell me that you never had kids without telling me you never had kids. But like the <laughs> expanding 10 centimeters. And then what happens from there? Does it stretch to 20? Oh. Because how do you get the shoulders through? A baby's it, it shoulders rips. are not 10 centimeters wide. Doesn't it rip to your asshole? So then it's one giant fucking hole. I don't, think, I don't think it always rips to the ass. Oh. I don't think always. I think sometimes. I don't know about always. Because maybe. some people, some people I believe get it like stitched back up. Yeah. So maybe it depends. Like if you have like a smaller hole, then it rips. But if you don't, then it doesn't. Oh. Based on what's already there. <laughs> Are you ever like, I would much rather have a C-section. Which yes, I've, so I've said dramatic, that. But like. Oh. Is it traumatic? I don't Yes. Yeah. It's like a, it's a legit like surgery. Like they slice oh. open your fucking stomach. <gasps> And then they remove your organs, right? They remove your organs? <laughs> Pretty sure they have to remove your organs. I I thought they just take the sack right out. The placenta, the sack, the baby. No? Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure they have to remove like your intestines. Hold on. Hold on. Because I think the womb is behind everything during a c-section your organs are usually just moved aside so that the doctor can see your uterus better but the organs stay within the abdominal cavity and are not taken out in rare cases the intestines may be temporarily lifted out for better visual visualization and space to operate but that's it so you aren't you aren't far off um, but oh, I actually didn't know that. I thought like you were just going to open up and there was the baby and you're just going to pull the sack right out. Yeah, I don't really know. The whole concept of pushing a child out is so painful to me. Like my, I get weak in the knees and I don't get weak in the knees about anything else. That is my one and only fear of like, you know, I want a bajillion children. And like, yeah. I feel like I, in my head, I'm like, I would love to have literally three or four kids. However, I do have a little bit of a fear of pushing them out. And also because anyone that I've ever known that did a C-section, it was not planned. It was almost like an emergency situation. So it's very traumatic. I don't know if it's traumatic if you know that you're having a C-section, but I know that it's traumatic if it's an unexpected emergency, like we need to do this situation. It's like very bad. However, um it's not the norm like not most people most people don't have a c-section so most people like I always think like I'm too small but like other people can think the same thing about themselves and they push that fucking sucker out so I'm like just drug me all the way up because I'm very scared it does scare me I give so much props to anyone that's ever had a child because I either way it has to be traumatic like no matter what the trauma that you go through has to be I mean a lot of people say it's beautiful yeah I'm sure it's beautiful but I, I don't see it as beautiful for myself. Like, I love that you brought life into this world, but I, uh, you're shitting on the table. You are literally spewing out blood, I think. And then you have a slimy, 
human that just crawled out of your stomach. Like yeah. that is the craziest shit ever. Yeah, it is scary. I know it, it is. It's intimidating to think about. And you know what? I have an episode. I, I um, had a guest come on and she talked mm-hmm. about having like a wonderful birth experience. I don't think that she did any drugs at all. I don't think that she did an epidural, which n- not me. I will yeah. have, give me three epidurals. Like give me the whole thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want every drug that you can give me. Um, but she just like did all like certain practices and whatnot leading up to it. She, mm-hmm. So she's an orgasm expert. That's like her thing. Like she okay. like a legit sex coach about like helping women have like the best orgasms ever. And she's like, you can also have like an incredible pre- like delivery where at birth, where it doesn't have to like be painful. And mm-hmm. I'm going to have to like do all the things that she talked about because yeah, it's, it does scare me. Well, I'm definitely going to need to listen to that if I ever decide I want children. Well, you can listen to it anyway, because she also talks about sex. And even if you want children or not, you will be probably doing that. So, (laughs) okay. Yeah. I'll give it a listen. (laughs) I'm sure I'll do that. (laughs) Okay. This is a blind date story. This is just like an an ick worthy, cringeworthy Mm -hmm. first blind date situation. Well, I don't know if it's fully blind. I feel like I read something about it being blind, but whatever, just listen. I received a DM. Oh, I received a following, a follow on Instagram from a guy, Tyler. This is just keeping it, you know, fake name, whatever. Mm -hmm. He slid into my DM saying, you're beautiful. I would love to get to know you. I responded, hey, thanks for your compliment. The reason I replied to his DM was because, you know, nowadays everyone is meeting their their partners on social media, dating apps, whatever. So we talked here and there on Instagram. We decided to meet up for the first time. First place is a little questionable, but we met at Olive Garden. <laughs> um, she also said, I planned it. He did not. Red flag. Uh, okay, so now I kind of feel bad that I made fun of Olive Garden because she planned it, but Still, Olive Garden. Breadsticks or fire, whatever. I'm not an, um, I've never been. I'm not an Olive Garden girly. I am Italian, so that would be a disgrace to my heritage. But more power to you because you planned date and he did not. So that's a red flag in itself. In person, he was very good looking. But now this is where things start to get a, a weird vibe. I asked him a couple questions. Like, what's your favorite activity to do in the summer? For me, I love being at the beach. Tyler's like, I don't like summer. Going to the beach is not my thing. I'm an indoors person. So I asked another question. What kind of music do you listen to? Tyler responded, country, you? I responded, I like R&B, Spanish, like uh, Bad Bunny. He made an annoying comment that I have bad taste in music and I should consider country music. Hmm. And then he said, looks like we have nothing in common. So I was like, yeah, well, no shit. But I am a nice person. So I gave him a chance. And I asked him, do you have any questions for me? Because I'm mostly doing all the talking. And he just sits there and stares at me. He did not say a word. Gave me a very uncomfortable vibe. My best friend started texting me. Um, so he realized that I was on my phone and not giving him attention. So he asked me, who are you texting? Um, sir, what? Wait, that's so funny that you said sir because she goes, sir, it's none of your business. <laughs> that's so mm-hmm. funny that you both just said sir. So I texted my BFF, hey, I'm on a blind date. That I don't know why she said blind date, but whatever call me and pretend that you're my mother. So she called me, I answered the phone and I told Tyler, I'm so sorry, I have to leave. My mom needs me. I got it from the table and shook his hand. He wanted a hug. Oh my God, I have something to say about that. He wanted a hug, but I was not going to give him a hug. 
Um, the date was in total 35 minutes. The next day he hit me up on Instagram. Hey, I had a really good time last night. Let's meet up again. So I blocked brother. What had a good time. Wait, this sounds so familiar to my story. Do you remember the guy I went out with for literally 35 minutes as well? And I blocked him in the Uber on the way home. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. So over the summer, I met a guy at the bar and he was like dressed up in like a suit, dressed really nice. Like he looked very handsome, whatever. And he was like, he was texting me like, I, well, I gave him my number because he came out to me. He was like nice and normal. And was like, I want to take you out, whatever. So he texted me. His text started to get a little weird. He was like, saw you from across the room. Felt like the room was moving in slow motion. I never seen anybody so beautiful. I can't wait to see you. Can we go on a date like tonight? I'm like, well, I'm still at the bar that that I saw you at. So it was like weird from the beginning. Um, But I was like, you know what? I'm, uh, this was like over, I was like, I'm 28. I'm single, like. Uh, well, I was 27. I was like, I'm 27 and single and like, I'm not getting any younger. So maybe my guy is a little weird, you know, like I'm down for a little weird, you know, it was fine. <laughs> it doesn't have to be perfect, you know? Yeah. And I got a bad gut feeling on the, well, leading up to it, because when he asked me to go there, um, I was like, yeah, sure. So like the day before or whatever, I was like, what time is our reservation? So he was like, oh, I didn't make a reservation. I figured we could just meet there at seven. So I was like, well, I think that a reservation is pretty important because what if there's no table? Granted, he was right. He was like, it's not that kind of place. It's like a really big, like open place. Almost similar to like an armature works vibe, but it's mm, not, it's yeah. not, it's a, it's one place, but it's a really big place. Yeah. Um, armature works is like a reference for people in, in Tampa, but also if you're from like New Jersey, maybe, you know, like Tommy's Tavern. And they're not the same place at all. But I'm just thinking like size wise, it's like a big casual place Like you can always sit down and eat. Mm -hmm. Well, so that was fine. But I didn't know because I never been there. But I was like, well, I would really appreciate a reservation just because it feels more formal and like more effort, you know. So that was like the day before then the day of when it was leading up to it, I got a bad vibe. He was like, so is seven still good? And I was like, well, is that the time of our reservation? And he was like, oh, I thought you made it. Oh. And I was like, well, I didn't have a whole conversation with you about making a reservation for me to make it. Fucking dumbass. Oh, like, wow. no. so I was like, LOL. I literally was like, LOL, I'm a lady. And he was like, true, true. Like, that's my job. I'm like, yeah, okay. Um, anyway, so we went, I met him at, on the way because I was having a bad feeling. I'm like, you know, when I met this guy, he like looked really sharp. Like he was like all dressed up or whatever. I was like, imagine this guy is wearing like a flannel, which is not my vibe. Nothing wrong with flannels. Not my vibe. Not my style. I do not like a guy in a flannel. I like a guy with like a cool style. You know, I like, I like a more like clean look, you know? Yes. And um, I walk in the door and this motherfucker is wearing a flannel. Surprise. And I'm like. Jesus couldn't have answered my prayers faster. He literally was like, okay, you ask for a sign that this is going to be a bad date. I'm going to give you a sign and I'm going to put him in a flannel. <laughs> oh my fucking God. Um, he was so annoying and so creepy and so weird. He was like being a freak and like saying like, I, I want to lean across the table and like give you a hug. And I want to, I want to give you a kiss. And I was like, mm, Okay. And he was so immature and so annoying. He was a mess. He was eating his sushi with his fingers. Um, he was like dropping the food all over the place. He was, 
he had a he got a drink that had a big like leaf in it this is similar to you talking about how when guys don't want to be like feminine at starbucks yeah so he had a drink with a big leaf in it and say it was like a margarita like a tall drink like that it was all filled with crushed ice inside almost like snow cone ice yeah okay. and picturing it so he doesn't want the leaf in his drink oh why is this fucking leaf on my drink like bro just it just drink the fucking drink and so he yanks the leaf out of the drink so all the crushed ice comes out because it was like swooped underneath it was like in the cup but it wasn't just in it it was in the cup and then under the ice it was like swerved underneath so he fucking yanked it out so all the ice went flying all over the table he made a mess Mm -hmm. So then like the waiter came over and I'm like apologizing on his behalf. He's rude to the waiter, which is already like, oh, I hell hate, no. hate that. Um, And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry to the waiter. He's like, no, it's okay. Whatever. So we had ordered just like little apps. Like we ordered like a sushi roll and like one other thing to be like an appetizer. Then we were going to order like main things, but I didn't, I was like, um, after the apps, he was like, okay, so what do you want? I was like, honestly, my stomach hurts and I'm going to go home. He's like, you don't want another drink. He had like three drinks. I didn't even finish my one. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you don't want like anything else. I was like, no, I'm going to go. I really don't feel well. He's like, oh, let's go for a walk outside. I'm like, perfect. So the second that we got up, I called an Uber. And then like, as we were quote, quote, beginning our walk, my Uber pulled up and I'm like, oh, this is my Uber. He's like, oh, oh you're leaving I'm like yeah he, he like thought we were gonna go on a walk I'm like oh no we're just gonna walk outside we're <laughs> just gonna go outside yeah just <laughs> walking outside the doors and um yeah he tried to he tried to like give me a hug goodbye and I literally like poked him with my finger I was like I like I didn't even I couldn't even <laughs> I don't even know but as soon as I got in the car blocked him like everywhere and my uber driver like heard me because I, I i was I, I don't remember if i got on the phone with someone or i sent a voice note whatever i did yeah. and my uber driver was like dying laugh so if you guys want to hear the story time go to my tiktok and go to my story time highlights because whatever uh, not highlights you know the word what's the word yeah playlist. Um, playlist yeah okay this is just an asshole boyfriend story they broke up we were dating for six months and the first thing that he tells me on my birthday at 1 p.m is that he's pissed off about his soccer team losing. So it's 1 p.m. He did not wish her happy birthday. He did not say anything. Um, Call me petty, but I left it on red, obviously. Of course. Then an hour later, he texts me that he really hates when he's being vulnerable and I leave him on red. So him talking about his soccer team pissed him off was him being vulnerable. So it's being vulnerable and left on red. Mm -hmm. So guess what? She did it again. So she (laughs) left it on red. Then after that, he sees my Instagram story of like her birthday. Mm -hmm. So he responded to the story and said, happy birthday. When I blasted him for forgetting, he said, well, you left me on red. So you didn't give me the chance. And I wasn't going to text you again. Mm, At 1 p.m. Didn't give him the chance. Okay. Yeah. They're no longer dating. Well, I would hope not that like be more self-centered. Could you please? Six months into a relationship and it is your birthday. Like. Six months is actually a long time. Like that's a, like, like you can really, really know someone. It's not like they're like one. I mean, please, the guy, like I, I got flowers on my birthday and we only had gone on one date. Right. That's and how it first date was. A first date was literally six days prior. 
And also dating for six months means you've been in contact and talking and seeing each other well over six months, probably close to a year at that point. Right. So like, there's no, like, that's so unacceptable. The only way that I could find it to be acceptable that they like, didn't really know or remember that it was your birthday is if it's brand spanking new, but like six months, no, you know that. And also, I also feel like people talk about their birthday leading up to it. Yes. I don't really feel like it's normal that one day you just wake up and it's your birthday and it wasn't spoken about. Like, I don't feel like people go the whole week prior without mentioning my birthday's on Thursday. Like, Agreed. Plans are being made. Like when my birthday was in March, I was in Arizona. A guy I met literally the night before my birthday was one of the first people to text me the next day. So give me a break that your yeah, birthday. Like I just months. feel like your birthday is like such a special and it's such it comes once a fucking year. Just get it together. Right. It's not that hard to be thoughtful, like at all. Like you're gonna complain about your soccer team and then say you didn't give me the chance to say happy birthday. You're you're pathetic. That's it. Yeah. I mean, no, I, I like try to see if there's any rationale, but there's not, there's not. So when people are like, oh, you shit on guys or whatever. I'm like, honestly, I really don't want to, but you do such fucked up shit that I have to, like, there's no other way. The only thing I could ever think of is he genuinely forgot, but I just don't, I I don't know how you can forget a birthday because you I know that girls talk about their birthday leading up to it. And like, okay, so he didn't text her till 1 p.m. On a regular day, that's not right. On not my birthday. Like if you're not texting me good morning or at least 11, which isn't even the afternoon, it's still the morning. Like yes, one o'clock in the afternoon, that's not normal, I feel like. It's not normal at all. I expect to open my eyes to a good morning text. Oh my God, I love that you just said that. I want to wake up to a good morning text sometimes I'm like whatever as long as I get one by like 9 10 a.m fine but I really love waking up to a text it's the only it's literally the only way to for me to be happy like you want me to be happy with you I better open my eyeballs to your name on my phone it's the simple little things it's literally the little things it takes under one second to be like good morning with a heart and send that's it I would take that over like grand gestures any day because grand gestures are far and few between Mm -hmm. so grand gestures are not always I I love romance but it just I'm a very romanticized person I love grand gestures I do love romantic things I love all that however they are not something that you are to expect on a daily basis romantic gestures are far and few between so what can you do every single day that takes no effort, but still feels just as special as a grand gesture, the little things. Texting good morning. I don't really feel like that's a big deal, but why do guys think that that's like something that like asking for too much? I I don't understand that at all because it is the easiest and it's free. So you, I don't want to hear, oh, you know, you're so materialistic. You want all these things, but it could be as simple as- It takes no effort. Like your phone is in your hand anyway. Like I know it is. The first thing everyone does is they wake up, they either turn their alarm off on their phone. While you're turning the alarm off, send the text. Have it pre-written in the text box on the night before. That idea. I love that idea. <laughs> Honestly, they should start renaming their note on the alarm to text Victoria yep. good morning. Text Allie good morning. 
So like, at 6 a.m. So when your alarm goes off, you couldn't possibly forget because it says it on the screen. Work smarter, not harder, you know? Like, so easy. No, no reason to forget. I think that as I've gotten older, I mean, I've always appreciated the little things, but I will say when I was younger, I think the little things came more naturally because no one had the means to do anything else. Like, all we did was text. We weren't going out to dinner. We weren't doing like, so, you know, we were hanging out at the house, whatever. All we had were little things. So I would always wake up like, good morning, my love. Good morning, beautiful. Every day. And you kind of take it for granted because you just think that that's the norm. And then you get older and people are like, I wasn't on my phone. And like, I'm busy. And I'm like, but you could have not been on your phone, like from when you went to work, but you were on your phone when you woke up. Like you were on your phone to shut off the alarm. You you checked your phone. Everyone checks their phone. You check your text messages. No one is that much of a sociopath that they wake (laughs) up, shut off the alarm, and then never look at the phone again. That doesn't happen. But also when you get in your car, you're playing music. You are going on your phone to play music. music. Or listening to a podcast. You're on the phone. Just say good morning, bro. That's it. It is not that simply good morning and I know it's possible because my pen pal that lives in Colorado he he's on the west coast he can text me as soon as he wakes up like it's it's not that hard and if he's doing it that that is the other thing too is when one guy like this one like when one guy refuses to do those things and waits till one o'clock to text you they almost want you to believe that that's like the norm but then you meet somebody else who does all the things and then you're like okay so like that's that's not the norm like you just don't fucking like me enough to want to text me in the morning because when I meet x y and z over here I'm waking up to good morning beautiful text exactly what one man thinks is too much one will just do naturally and it just doesn't you know the man is broken not all men the one man who doesn't want to put forth the two seconds of thumb work to the phone to say good morning someone else is like why wouldn't I do that like obviously unavailability I talk about this Mm -hmm. all the time emotional unavailability that's what it is because that's like this guy saying he's being vulnerable because he was talking about his soccer team do you even know what vulnerability is how about you talk about your fucking feelings for once in your life how about you talk about how you feel about me. I would love for you to express how you feel about me. That I am, my consensus is I am team like little things like words of affirmation because honestly, I think that those things take no effort but mean the biggest difference. I would take that over a gift. I would take that over anything for someone to express to me how they feel about me. For someone to express to me that whether it's that they love me or that I'm just special or that they're grateful for me. I love when someone's appreciative of me. I love when someone values me and tells me what you appreciate about me. Granted, I need all five love languages. I really do. I I can't negotiable. I can't live without any of the five love languages because I do love gifts. I do love quality time. I do love physical touch. I do love acts of of service. And I always say like, because I was listening to Jay Shetty's podcast and he was like, if you need all five, like if you prioritize all five, you lack self-awareness. And I don't agree, which Jay Shetty is whatever this expert. Um, But- I feel like I have noticed in any relationship with any guy when any of those things are missing, because Mm -hmm. I have been with guys where they were great in like one or the other. And then when they were lacking in one, I noticed it. So when one was really great at physical touch, but like 
not generous at all, like not into giving gifts. Um, and gifts does not have to mean anything crazy. It can literally mean flowers. I love flowers. Right, like right. that's a thing that I love. And it could cost you $10 at Trader Joe's. So mm-hmm. things like that, like when they're not like that, hate that. Or when someone is all about the words and they could send you all these long texts and whatever. But then when you're with them, they're not physically affectionate. Yeah, That's missing. So I notice when any of them are missing. I also really value acts of service because I personally love a hands-on man and I love mm-hmm. a man that can like get shit done. But I just, I, I notice, I notice any of them. So I don't understand how yeah. needing all, like how can someone say that they don't need any of that? How can you go without quality time with a partner? I don't understand that at all. And what gets me the most is my like pathological lying, cheating ex what gave me all five of them at all times, like all five. I didn't ever have to ask for anything, but the loyalty wasn't there. But like every other thing was always done. Same with my, the first boyfriend that's now engaged. Like he gave me all of them minus the loyalty. So like, (laughs) why are these people who can't stay loyal able to give everything else because they're master manipulators so they and then the loyal ones the loyal ones are the ones who are like i can give you quality time and access but i'm loyal like i used to think that was enough that's the thing i'm like oh okay he's loyal nothing else matters because loyalty is so important bitch everything's important yeah. Like you shouldn't have to settle for loyalty and get nothing else. What love language do you feel like you do the most? Um, I think words of affirmation. Like I am very expressive with my words. Me too. And you know what sucks though is when when this is why I need a partner who is expressive because when they are not it does hold me back from being Mm -hmm. as expressive as I naturally am. And I love to be expressive. I love to talk about my feelings. I love to talk about valuing you and things of that sort and how I appreciate you and what I like about you and all different things like that. I love to have like, like deep conversations, sappy conversations, intimate conversations, romantic conversations. Like I love to talk, 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 talk. Mm -hmm. No shit. That's why I have a podcast. (laughs) Um, so when they are not expressive, I, it really hinders me. Like I really have to hold myself back from expressing myself because I feel like annoying. Like I feel like we're not on the same page. I, I feel, I genuinely feel like I do all of them. I, I love to give gifts too. Yeah. And again, no matter how little, no matter how big, because I've, I've just always been a big gift giver. Mm-hmm. I love to wrap a gift. I love the surprise of a gift because I think that's why I have a podcast episode out about gifts as a love language, mm-hmm. because I think that giving gifts is showing someone how well you know them, because mm-hmm. that's why I do not fuck with receiving a bad gift. Like if somebody gave me silver jewelry, it's like, okay, well then obviously you don't pay attention to me because right. I only wear gold bad gifts are, I don't want bad gifts ever in my life, nor will I ever give a bad gift because I think good good gifts is knowing somebody. Mm-hmm. And I'm big on physical touch too. Like when I'm with my man, like I can't keep my hands off him. Like I, whether we're holding hands or I'm on his arm or touching yeah. his leg, like I always want to have my hands on you. Like always. And sleeping together. Like, even if it's just like our feet touching, like, I don't know. I'm just, yes. 
Yes. Oh my God. The last guy that I had a sleepover with, we literally held hands the entire night. I'm like, I don't really like you, but like, I love yeah, that we're holding it. It's comforting. Yeah. So I guess I am, I give a lot of physical touch also like in public, like if we're not like locking arms or like holding hands or like walking next to each other, mm, that's just weird. And also for me, quality time. I don't know if clingy is the word because I like I have a negative connotation, but like I could cling. I could cling. I don't think I'm clingy, but I could cling. Like if you yes. let me, I I could. I want to spend all the time with someone that I love or something yes. that I like. I want to be with you all the time because I also feel like it just that quality time, like it lets you like know each other better and progress your relationship and like ask questions and talk about things. And even if you're doing nothing and you're just sitting there in silence, it's just getting used to each other's energy and just company. Mm -hmm. And then there's act of service. I think it's the easiest act of service ever. I mean, if you're living together, doing that person's laundry or going food shopping for each other or making food for the person, like baking for them. I used to love baking for my ex because he loved it so much and I love baking. So it's like a perfect combination. Mm -hmm. Like I love doing things like that. I'm not really going to like, fix something for you. I'm not going to change your tire. Right. No, first of all, all I do is cook and clean and laundry every day (laughs) for myself anyway. So let's add you to the mix. I would love to do that. Like I really would. Like I was actually having this conversation where I was saying how like I want to be a housewife. It's more like stay-at-home mom. Like I would do that with the children. Mm -hmm. And I was saying like, I want that. That's the things that I do. Cook, clean, whatever. Take care of the house. A man buys a house. A woman makes the house a home. I always say that. And he was like, yeah, but you could just have people do that. Have someone helping with the kids, someone taking care of cleaning, whatever. I'm like, no one is taking care of my husband other than me. No one is, no one is taking care of my husband other than me. No one else is going to be cooking for my husband. No one else can be cleaning up after my husband. No one else can be doing my husband's laundry because why, what is my place as a wife? If another woman's taking care of my man, are you exactly on crack? Like, I feel like the purpose of in a traditional relationship dynamic. Okay. Not everyone. No, the way that I picture it, like being a wife is like taking care of the man because your husband, a provider should be taking care of you financially and doing all of those things. So as a woman, yeah, your job is to take care of him physically as in picking up after him, cooking for him, like his laundry, like right. we take care of each other. We just have different roles. Yes, exactly. And I honest, that's what I know that people are going to say about the gender roles, but like we are talking about our dynamic. Yeah, I'm not pushing it on you. If you want to be the breadwinner, you want to financially support your family, more power to you. That's just not the life that I want for myself. Right. Yes. So now that we've gone through all of the love languages, because I needed to get that out. Like I just needed to talk about, I, I feel like love languages has been coming up a lot late, lately in my conversations. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I needed to, I just, something was on my chest and I needed to say it. Very um, okay. Asshole ex-boyfriend story. Ready? My boyfriend posted a baby announcement with his ex-girlfriend while we were together. (laughs) I started dating this guy the summer after I graduated high school in 2016. 
we knew each other because we went to the same high school, but never really interacted because he had a girlfriend and I never gave boys the time of day in high school. Shortly after we graduated, he asked if I wanted to hang out and I said, yes, because I figured he was a nice guy. We met up a few times just to casually get to know each other. A few months later, we officially became exclusive and were together for a year. During that time, we fought a lot. I was raised very traditionally. Whoa, this sentence is exactly what we just said. I was raised very traditionally and my parents instilled in me that a man should be a provider. Okay, so she's one of our type of girlies. I found myself coaching him on how I wanted to be treated, which led to more arguments. Mm -hmm. We continued our relationship, but on Christmas of the following year, he posted a picture of an ultrasound and tagged his ex-girlfriend. He was immediately blocked. After the baby was born, he found a way to contact me and asked to get back together. Yeah. Okay. What the audacity, first of all, to even contact, let alone ask to get back together. Yeah, like, hey, by the way, missed you for the past few months. Yeah, like, sorry, just uh, taking care of my son, my, my dog, whoever, my child. Okay, like, wait. I also want to talk about this one point because- I was raised very traditionally and my parents instilled in me that a man should be a provider. I found myself coaching him on how I wanted to be treated, which led to more arguments. This is why you need to be with someone you are compatible with Mm -hmm. and why I put these morals and beliefs absolutely first in a relationship because that's what your relationship will be like. If you are traditional and he is progressive and he is not the man that you literally want in a partner why are you in a year-long relationship and and continuing on what do you you are completely then in your masculine energy coaching him teaching him do this do that don't do this don't do that who wants to live like that and he probably doesn't want to be with a woman like that either because no one wants to be told how to act every day so why do people why why does i've i've been there i can tell you because someone that shares a similar brain as me sometimes thinks that we can change people. And we think that we are so like sure of what we want that if the other person even slightly seems like they are not fully sure and, or they're moldable or changeable, if they give off that energy, someone like me is like, attack, let me make you who I want you to be because you're giving me the impression that you are extremely changeable because you aren't firm on your beliefs and what you want in life. So I'm going to make you who I want you to be, which then down the road is just a disaster. Resent, resent. So much resentment. But also if you don't know what you want in your life or you don't know who you want to be, you shouldn't be dating. In my opinion, you should not be getting into serious relationships until you know exactly who you are and what you want. Because then you're setting yourself up to get into a relationship where then you realize "Mm, we are not compatible at all. And now you've wasted both of your times. Honestly, it's so fucked. I feel like it's all energy. Everything is energy. So Mm -hmm. like compatibility is energy. These conversations are energy. So when you and someone are not compatible, the energy has got to be off. Oh, so off. off. How is it possible that like, you are faking the funk of like acting like there's good energy between you. Like maybe you have good moments, but like, yes, that's what it is. 
good moments versus a good relationship are two completely different things. And I'm not even saying I want daddy Warbucks. I don't. I don't need a, a billionaire. That's not, that's never been my style. Yeah. I watched my dad make a decent, decent income and raise a family of mm-hmm. four. Me, my brother, my mother, and my dad. And we did just fine. So right. like, it's not even about like, oh, you're materialistic, like you said before, or you're greedy or or you all you care about is money, which guys love to think. If a woman wants a man to take care of them, they automatically think that she is, you know, some needy uh, sugar baby type of thing. But when when you know what you want, like you're saying, like when you know what you want, that energy there, the energy is going to be so off when they are just not even getting it a little bit. Like you don't have to, I feel like a lot of guys have this concern that like, maybe they don't make enough money or whatever it might be, but it's like, dude, it's not even about a dollar amount. It's not about anything like that. Like just take care of your girl like what about if you have kids and she has a terrible pregnancy what if she has a really what if she has postpartum depression like she's gonna need someone to rely on I don't know why what what, how that's asking for too much or how that's such a big deal well I've had multiple conversations with multiple different guys around the topic of marriage and money and all of that and the overarching theme that I've gotten from 90% of men is that they believe women only want to get into a marriage to be taken care of and take all their money. I'm like, are you okay? Like, don't you see the value in having a wife and what a woman can provide for you? Not financially be with men, right? Like just be with another man. Like you're going to make it like I'm asking for too much or I want all this crazy stuff. When quite frankly, I want I what I consider to be the bare minimum. Like I said, I was raised by a dad who didn't have much, but he made it work. So mm-hmm. like, you know, I just don't find it that crazy. I mean, a lot of guys just don't care to put in the effort. Like, I think a lot of people our age have divorced parents. Like there's very few, I feel, that are still together. So then they had a bad taste in their mouth around marriage and maybe in certain situations, they, their dad had everything taken from them or by the woman, like whatever. But, you know, that's why you marry someone who you're compatible with. <laughs> like, like, isn't that like simple, point? simple as that? Like, don't get married just because you've been together forever. Like if you're fighting all the time and you have a miserable relationships, marriage is not going to fix it. It's going to end the same way the relationship would have ended before you got married. It's gonna, you might as well break up for free. Not not <laughs> money on a divorce. You might as well spend a wedding because then you're gonna spend lots of money just to break up anyway. Exactly. Um, but this man had a fucking baby with his. So like, this means he had two girlfriends at the same time. Yeah. Or he was just like having sex with his ex, and oopsie. But the posting it and tagging, I'm like curious what the caption was. Like, mommy and daddy are so excited. But like, that's how she found out through an Instagram post. Yeah, that's what it seems. Like that, I think I would actually pass out and throw up. Like, imagine seeing oh God, your. I had a similar. I can't say similar situation. <laughs> I've never had a boyfriend knock up another woman. But 
I was seeing somebody once consistently for a while who pursued me for years, by the way. It's always it these always. fuckers. Finally, one day, because you know what happens as we start to get older, we say, you know what? Let me give more guys a chance because maybe I'm blocking my blessings. Maybe the freak that I've been saying no to all these years is going to be my knight in shining armor. Maybe he's going to be my Prince Charming. You never know. It could make for a wonderful love story that I always rejected you, but you fought for me and I finally (laughs) said yes, but that's never the fucking case. Okay. So we were seeing each other for a few months again, after a long time of him trying. And then like one week, he was just weird. Like we were together all the time. I was always at his house. We were always doing things. We were going out, whatever. And one, and he was, what do you know? He was always a good morning, beautiful type of guy. So when a few days go by of like not texting me till one, then not texting me till five, and then like not texting me at all. I'm like, "Mm, okay. So I texted him one day, like, hey, And he's like, hey, and I'm like, so like, do we still talk or do we not? Like, I'm so confused. He's like, no, we do. I've just been so busy. I'm like, okay, well, then let me not hold you up. Like, let me, you know, like, (laughs) I'll see myself out. Oh, no, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Like, they want to, like, I don't know who you're trying to convince, but like, whatever. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, whatever. Obviously, I knew energy was off. I'm a fucking psychic. I'm like, okay, this is not working anymore. But I'm just gonna like let it rock because I don't know, maybe he's going through something. So we talk the next few days, but like little bits, like nothing like too specific. That weekend, we're not hanging out, which is like, okay, now we went the whole week not hanging out, but we were together like every day. Mm So I stayed in that weekend because at this time, which I'm sure you've had a moment like this too, when you're like desperate, you don't want to make other plans just in case they ask you to hang out. Oh yeah. I've been there. So I'm staying in because I'm like, just in case he calls, I want to be available. I was a, I was a moron. So I stayed in, it was a Friday or no, it was a Saturday. I forget, but I I'm home. I go to bed. And I went to bed early that night. I went to bed at like 9 p.m. For some reason, I woke up at like four o'clock in the morning, Sunday morning, like the next morning. Mm-hmm. I just had couldn't sleep. I woke up, fully woke up, check, looking at my phone, scrolling on Instagram. The first thing, you know how like stories are, you know, yeah. there. The very first bubble that story was his ex-girlfriend. I click on her story and it was a picture of them at a wedding. What? At a wedding? At a wedding. Oh, just been busy with my ex at a wedding. Yeah. That's why I haven't texted you. Sorry. Wedding. So the guy that I'm seeing nonstop that then all of a sudden I'm not really hearing from, then I wake up one morning because I went to sleep early. I went to sleep early. They, she, the picture was from like, say eight hours. Or, no, yeah. not eight hours, whatever. It was from like, I don't know. She posted it maybe 10, 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. But I was asleep and I woke up at 4 a.m. So it was like the first thing because no one really posts that late on a Saturday night. Right. Last people who posted a story. And I threw up. I literally was so sick to my stomach. I was like, whoa. Like, I, I know that feeling so well. Did you say anything to him or was it just a block and goodbye? I don't think I said anything. I don't think I ever spoke to him again. I think 
Yeah, no, I didn't say anything. I didn't call him. I didn't text him. I unfollowed him. And then they were just like together. They were just like posting. Like she was, well, I actually ended up unfollowing her too, but like my friends were showing me. So they were like posting. And then I saw him out, like say a month or so later. And what do you think he was doing? Begging, oh my God, I mean, I'm like, go fuck yourself. They were probably talking for a while because you don't just call up your ex like, hey, you want to go to a wedding with me? Like, Oh, yeah. Like that. Yeah, of course. That doesn't just like happen. He, they probably were talking. He probably was taking, putting me like uh, as a priority because she probably was not giving in. And he's like, let me keep this bitch on the back burner. And then when she finally gave in and was like, okay, let's do this. He's like, bye. He had you on the bench, giving you breadcrumbs. I, yeah, I was benched. I was benched. All right. So this is a story about uh, another like woman type situation. So I went on a date with a guy I used to have a huge crush on in high school. He took me to Olive Garden. Why is that? Was with Olive Garden? Garden. Come on, let's go to like a nice steakhouse. What the hell? What does that go to fucking Olive Garden? Honestly, maybe they live in like the middle of nowhere and that is their fancy restaurant in their town. You know what? Like, I don't think I've ever seen an Olive Garden in real life. Yeah, because you didn't live in the middle of nowhere. Like the one in Tampa, like is. Where is the one in Tampa? You know where the West Shore Mall is? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't, there's definitely no Olive Garden on Staten Island. Staten Island is like Staten Italy. It's like home of the Italians. So I don't think that Olive Garden exists there. I don't don't think think there's one in Manhattan. I don't think that I've ever seen one in Miami. I don't think that people in Miami are going to Olive Garden. I mean, Miami's got like the best restaurants in the world. They're going to Sexy Fish, not going to Olive Garden. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry to all these people that we were insulting their Olive (laughs) Garden choices, but I just, you know, potato, potato. Um, he took me to Olive Garden and our waitress turned out to be a girl he was currently hooking up with the entire time she refused to acknowledge I was at the table um he was trying to ignore her he even asked for a different server but she kept being our servant she kept on being so rude um like treating them like shit and then whatever that was the last time that he saw her while they were while he they were dating yeah um but later, she at a different occasion, she ran into the same girl where she worked. She worked at a hotel. Mm-hmm. That girl came to the hotel. So I made sure to show her real customer service. And I sent up to her room amenities and a bottle of champagne. She then Ooh. apologized when she checked out and said how stupid she felt for her actions. I liked that one. I was like, yeah. that, that- I, I love that. But also... That man had to know that that girl worked there. If you're seeing, like, like, so was he just trying to make her jealous? Like, was that his motive? Because there's no way there's one multiple Olive Gardens in one town. So, you know, if she works at Olive Garden, she's working at that Olive Garden. And if you're talking, you know, she's at work. Yeah, right. Yeah, he had to know because like she said, they're currently hooking up. It's not like an ex who got a new job. It's a girl he's actively seeing. So like, I love that the girls came together, like really love that. But just another example of a guy making it too easy to be like, what are you doing? Not even about the fact that I love that the girls came together. That's not my vibe. I love that that girl made the other girl feel stupid. Okay. Yes. Because 100%. that girl was a mean girl. 
that girl treated her like shit because she was jealous that she was on a date with her guy, which if I can make my own conclusions based on the context, and she said he was currently hooking up up with that girl, he probably never took that girl out. They probably hook up. So for her to see him on a date with another girl is like, oh, so you can take somebody else on a date, but you can hook up with me. Yeah, like that that sucks to see, but also that's his problem, not hers. She didn't do anything. Right. Wrong. That's that's not her problem. So I hate that mean girl energy. Like that, no. So that's why I loved that story. Cause I was like, honestly, she made her feel stupid. That girl literally went ahead and then apologized and said that she felt stupid for her actions, as she should. Yeah, she could have easily been like, oh, screw you. I'm giving you the worst room. Like, <laughs> hate you. But no, she was like, I'm going to give you a bottle of champagne. Oh, and man, you like, a bottle of champagne. I don't know what amenities mean. Isn't amenities like the gym and the pool? That's what I was thinking. And maybe like, like I sent amenities to her room. Like, did you send the gym to her room? (laughs) (laughs) Did you you bring the workout to her? Send dumbbells to her door. (laughs) Bring a kitty pool so she could (laughs) swim in her room. Yeah, I don't don't know what that meant exactly, but whatever. That's what she said. (laughs) Um, All right. And then the last one is a screenshot of a dating app conversation. Guy. Would you like to exchange numbers? Girl, perhaps. What's your motive for Tinder? Guy, meeting. Girl, (laughs) well, that's vague. (laughs) Guy, I like to go with the flow and see how things go. Girl, well, that's not really what I'm looking for. I know that this is kind of a hookup app, but I'm actually looking for a serious relationship. Guy, you can't just decide that. (laughs) Girl, yes, I can. (laughs) guy not without knowing the person girl well I can get to know a guy when both of our intentions are to find a serious relationship he goes so what if he lies and plays along until he gets what he wants and then leaves you oh my god she said well that would not happen considering I have high standards I don't sleep around he goes, standards for what? <laughs> she goes, I have standards before a man is worth that. Um, so with that being said, hope you have a great night. And then she left it at that. First of all, that conversation went on for way too long. Way too long. You don't get to decide that would have been the end. You the don't end. get to decide that you're looking for a serious relationship. Pardon me? <laughs> Who decides that then? Please. And it's like, me. Not without knowing the person, but like, she's not saying she wants a serious relationship with you. She wants a serious relationship and she's only going to go out with someone who wants the same thing. So if right. you're like, well, I'm just a go with the flow kind of guy, AKA let's hook up. Yeah. She's not going to go. So you can't say, well, that's not like, you don't get to decide. <laughs> like, and the fact that he was so detailed, what if he lies and plays along until he got what he wants and then leaves you? Like, first so please all, tell me exactly what you do is that. Yeah, first of all, like not many people are like master manipulators with this plan <laughs> just to get laid. Really sad. Like most people are normal and probably have someone that they can have sex with. <laughs> Even if it's just a friend, like most people could have sex with someone if they really right. wanted to. They don't have to go on a dating app and manipulate people into <laughs> fucking them. I like don't really think that that's how most sex scapades happen these days. 
I would fully agree. But this man is acting like she, she showed up to his house, put him in handcuffs and said, we're dating now. Like oh we gosh. are just dating. You don't get to decide that. Yes. And then you don't get to decide. No one said she wanted to date you, bro. Yeah. He basically is saying like, okay, so until he got what he wants. So I'm going to fuck you. And like, then I can, then I can bounce. Like, uh, please. Also not him saying standards for what, like, what do you, do you know what that means? No, that's the same thing as not knowing what an ick is. You don't know what standards are great. That means you don't have any. Please get it together. But also girls like these, you don't need to, like you're explaining yourself way too much to this guy. Like this ain't your man. Right. I could have decided, I could have figured that out the second he said meeting. What are your motives? What's your motive for Tinder? Meeting. Okay. Okay. To do what? Yeah. I would unmatch. Like, I wouldn't be like trying to pry and be like, tell me more. If I ask you, what's your motive for Tinder? And you can't straight up say to me, I really am looking for a relationship, then I'm not interested. Like, if you don't even know what your motive is, then like, I'm not going to even answer. Like, I feel like, not saying that she did anything wrong per se, but yeah. like you just don't need to explain yourself that much because guys know what they're doing. So if they can't right. tell you what they're doing, then like they just don't want you to know. But also, any one word answers is a no answer for me. Yeah, that's so low energy. I hate that. Even if he just said point blank a relationship, like I don't, I don't yeah, think that's a good for Tinder. A relationship, I would still be like that's also vague. Like, yeah, like what kind of relationship yeah, like, benefits like different for everybody like what is a relation like what does that mean like the way that I just simply don't answer 99.9% of guys on hinge it's because their answers are like okay immediately I don't I don't have any interest so what's the point in continuing on like you knew from the first message you weren't interested so let's just leave it at that yeah I deleted hinge so I'm off that that's amazing because it's really not a great place to be but I think I met my future husband on there. So I guess we'll find out. Ooh. My pen pal. Oh, that. Okay. 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 Anyways, this was hilarious. And this was a lot of fun because we really got to talk about some ish. This was so much fun. I feel like I just will be laughing for the rest of the day. Were these stories not wild? No, they were absolutely absurd. But the sad thing is that I can relate to uh, most of them. Like most of them. Like, is this just how life is for everyone? We all just deal with this bullshit. Poor girls. You know what? I wish that I, my show was called For the Guys because I would love to hear what fucked up things girls do to guys too. But like, I really like- I feel like that needs to be a special edition episode where guys can, because honestly, a lot of girls are so fucked up. Like, I'm not going to lie. I think- But I don't have guy followers. So how do I get that content? um just be like girls share this with your guy best friend have them submit a because so when I was promoting this I was not only saying how you found out your ex cheated I was also saying and how you got caught cheating so Mm -hmm. I was like how you found out your ex cheated or how you got caught cheating on them or the worst lie that they ever told you or the worst lie you ever told them like I was going back and forth Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I was also like, tell me a confession or a secret. Cause I wanted people to tell me like they're fucked up things too, but yeah. like no one was telling me they're fucked up things. Well, of course, but can, can we do this with guys? Like, we'll just push it to guys for like, I guess, 24 Help hours. It, Cause you probably have more guy followers than me. Yeah, I will. I'll post it on my story and I'll send it. Oh to my God. Guys. Can you do this on hinge? 
Yes, yes. Yes. Oh my God. I'll just, I'll can not- you make like a, can you like make a prompt yes. and be like, tell me the most fucked up story you have of what a girl has done to you. And anyone that you're chatting with, you can also ask if they don't answer to the prompt, but oh my God, let's get you back on and let's get okay. all the content from your hinge guys. Stay, oh, I'm so down. Stay there. And now it'll make your hinge journey worthwhile. Okay. Facts. At least we'll get something like really good out of this. Oh my God. I'm excited. Cause you know what? I will say girls are smarter than guys. So girls think that they like girls come up with master plans because they're more manipulative in that way. Yes. And, but they're not smart in the sense of if they get caught and obviously you're not that smart, but like girls, the way that guys do things and get caught is because they're so stupid sometimes, but girls have a very calculated. Yeah. Very calculated. I think if a girl gets caught cheating, like she really fucked up in one way or another, because girls, I will say, and I don't blame guys for being so sketched out by girls because honestly, girls are good liars and sneaky and good at hiding things very 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 true well on that note Allie share your Instagram so that the girlies can follow you and we I think that we might need to do this more often I take me whenever you want I love doing this but my Instagram is Alexandra Rose Munch you get my whole government name yeah geez Louise you're really letting it all out there Anyways, okay, Alexander Rose Munch, it was wonderful having you here. Thank you so much. (laughs) Hey, I'm Charlene Joint, and you may remember me from season 18 of The Bachelor, and this is my husband, Andy. Hello. Together we host Dear Shandy, a relationship podcast where we answer all your burning relationship questions and satisfy your guilty pleasure, aka bachelor needs. Not only do we provide the best bachelor recaps in all the land. So we're told. But we even bring on your favorite couples from Bachelor Nation for live double dates. Subscribe to Dear Shandy. We guarantee belly laughs, razor sharp advice, and to never take ourselves too seriously. 